Thanks for tuning into the Happiness Playbook, a podcast that supports your practice of play theory, a life strategy that cultivates hope, generosity, and validation of self and others. Here at the Happiness Playbook, we believe life is a team sport, and we're all in this together. So let's join forces as we focus on the positive and share tips and practices to improve your happiness game. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host for episode 79 of the Happiness Playbook. Let's start things off with our highlight reel. This is where we share some of the good things happening in our world. There's an article that says video gamers raised 144 million for Ukrainian relief. Game developers are raising money for Ukrainians both inside and outside of the besieged country. With donations rivaling the grants from the U.S. government. Ahead of the release of their new gaming season, Fortnite developers Epic Games announced that all proceeds would go to a variety of organizations providing aid and relief to Ukraine. In the first day, they raised $36 million, which grew to $144 million in two weeks. That's incredible. I love how this demonstrates looking outward and asking what's needed can contribute to huge solutions to even some of the most challenging problems we face in our world. All right, we're gonna do a little post-game analysis. Did you do last week's challenge? Did you find your hypothetical rowboat in the pond of calm? I noticed I was able to be more present when I was with other people, especially my grandkids who are in town visiting. I'm sometimes guilty of doing activities with half my brain still engaged in all that I need to do or will do once I'm done while playing with them. A highlight for me came when I was swinging with my one-year-old granddaughter, Faye. She was so happy. She just started giggling. And because I was more focused on her, I giggled back. Then she giggled even louder. So I did too. Then She threw back her little head and laughed her loudest yet. When I echoed her, she practically cackled with glee, and we both laughed genuinely loud and long. I don't know if she'll remember that moment, but I know I will, and it wouldn't have been possible if I wasn't fully present with her. So I hope hope you found the benefits of truly focusing and being present where you are. All right, let's check in with Team Happiness. Thank you to everyone who has left us a five-star review. We really appreciate the love. It's hard to put the time and energy into a weekly podcast that sails out into the vast internet space with no idea how it was received. As humans, we're constantly looking for clues about how others feel about us and our efforts. Think about when you have a conversation. You want to know, did I communicate effectively? Did they hear me? Did they understand me? Do they believe what I'm saying? Am I boring them? So your reviews really mean a lot and help keep us motivated to keep this train rolling. It's a form of feedback that is invaluable. Leaving a review is even more amazing, like this one titled Principles to Create a Happy Culture by Nickname Echo. His review said, or her review, Every environment where these principles are applied becomes one that is happy, safe, and somewhere people want to be. 
Thank you for that review. I couldn't agree more. Living the Play Theory Principles is indeed a powerful strategy for unity and joy. So let's get this week's play-by-play -play going. I have a story to share. What I'm going to tell you is based on my recollections. And so in full disclosure, I acknowledge I am only sharing my side of what happened. And I could have remembered it incorrectly. But how I saw it is a long time ago, my theater company, Take Note Troop, was rehearsing at my home. We originally started the program by rehearsing in my garage, and we had, thankfully, outgrown that space, and we'd actually built a studio on our property, and the kids were doing their thing. They showed up every Thursday, a group of them, and we went through the paces, practiced our play theory, and we were learning one of the shows that we were going to be performing. They showed up once a week, and I didn't think it was that big of a deal until one night... After we had finished rehearsing, one of the parents returned to tell me that there was a crazy person on the street attacking cars. Okay, that was scary. And to make matters worse, at that same moment, another parent called me on my phone and told me I needed to call the police because a person had attacked them as they were pulling into the street. They described how the person yelling some rather offensive explicative had ran up to their car and started pounding on the windshield and hitting the door. They pulled away and watched in the mirror as the person then turned on the next car and did the same thing. Crazy, huh? I live on a quiet cul-de-sac. There are only three homes, so I wasn't worried that it was a random violent threat. I quickly realized it was probably a neighbor, and I thought I knew which one because one of them had a reputation for being quite testy. Luckily, I had a couple of minutes of quiet that I used to get grounded before this very neighbor that I had in mind showed up pounding on the studio door. The anger they had unleashed on the exiting cars was still radiating out of their posture, tone, and expression. Their words left nothing to the imagination. The alcohol I could smell on their breath only exasperated the situation. Facing this volatile person left my knees weak, but then my play theory kicked in and I remembered how disarming accepting and building is. I stood there in the doorway, 100% grounded, and listened attentively to everything they threw at me. They were angry about the cars going by and the lights shining in their window. They were tired of so many cars going past their house every Thursday night. They didn't like my family. They were angry at me for my belief system. They threw everything at me, and I stood there in stillness, occasionally nodding my head or expressing agreement that I could understand how that would be hard. After a few minutes of this non-stop tirade, they stopped talking, and I was able to sincerely apologize for the inconveniences we had caused. I didn't try to justify myself or point out that it was only a handful of cars once a week. I didn't go off on a tirade about private property rights or threaten that some of the parents would press charges since they had literally been attacked. I let go of my expectations for my neighbor's behavior. I let go of the expectation that they should value my work 
After all, I was volunteering, serving scores of families and youth for free. I was sacrificing a lot versus the small inconveniences of their evening being disrupted by cars driving past once a week. I also acknowledged everything they gave me that I could. Yes, we do live on a quiet street in a quiet area. Yes, I can appreciate your expectations that there would not be a lot of cars coming and going on our street. Yes, I can see how they would be very upset and I could share that I was sorry that they were upset without accepting responsibility for their feelings. I let them know that I heard their feelings and I would look for a shared solution so there would be less disruption, if possible, in the future. I didn't make any promises, even though I did express my genuine intent that they would be relieved of their negative feelings. That being said, they had been drinking and they were, had acted aggressively and inappropriately. Their response was way out of line with the situation. I was totally justified to nail them with all that evidence that they had acted poorly. I had numerous witnesses, but would that have done any good? Would that have softened their heart towards me and the youth in our program? Would that have opened their mind to learning more about my experience? Absolutely not. It would only have hardened the battle lines between us. The solution came through play theory. I had to let go and play. This person was my neighbor. I would continue to have interactions with them. So I didn't attack. I didn't run away. I let go of my judgment and need to justify myself and condemn them. Most people are aware of the very successful sitcom, Ted Lasso. It won numerous awards and it's a delightful piece of writing that focuses on uplifting and building empathy and compassion between people. One of the mantras of the show is be curious, not judgmental. Being curious involves letting go of knowing and being open to learning new things. I learned a lot that night. In that moment of extremely uncomfortable confrontation, I was blessed to have my heart opened in curiosity towards this person, my neighbor, who was obviously unhappy. This curiosity allowed me to set aside the judgment of which of us was in the right and who was in the wrong, and allowed me to feel connection and peace in a shared experience rather than division and condemnation. I didn't have to own their misery. Nevertheless, I could absolutely validate that they were miserable and act accordingly with sincere sympathy and patience. So here's our play of the week. Instead of getting angry or passing judgment the next time something or someone rattles your cage, be it a news story, a neighbor, or a discourteous driver, instead of judging, be curious. Ask why they might feel that way. Wonder what could be done to improve the situation for everyone. Consider how you could handle the situation in the best way possible. Look outward and be curious about what it's like for the other guy in that moment and see if that opens up your heart for greater light and peace 
which are much more comforting than passing judgment in order to demand condemnation at another's expense, which is really just a short-sighted and misguided attempt on our part to soothe our pain or comfort. Play theory offers a better way to peace. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Happiness Playbook, brought to you by Play Theory. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. A five-star review means a lot and also helps the podcast get exposure. Reviews are even more powerful in helping to get the word out. If you have a story to share about how you were able to diffuse a situation by letting go and playing, let us know in the comments for this episode on playtheory.org. Thank you for being a member of Team Happy and for letting us be a part of your happiness practice. We hope you'll share the podcast and invite others to join the movement as we all work together to build a community of positivity. Catch you next week where we'll learn about how stress, shocks, mistakes, faults, attacks, and even failures are not only good for us, but essential for our growth and development. Don't believe me? Tune in next week to learn more.